Here we go. It's hour number two of the G Bag Nation here on 1053 The Fan. Hour number one, it's day two. <laughs> hour one, day two. We're rocking and rolling here on a toxic Tolo Tuesday on 1053 The Fan. General at your service. There's Brian Broadus sipping his cold beer here in the press cold box. Beer. Like the legend of Harry Carey. He'd be proud of you, man. There hey! He Brian Broadus, the former Cowboys scout. NFL executive, number one influencer on Cowboys social media. Lucius Alexander is in the Pimp Cup at Master Control. Eric Chiafalo is here. Carter Freeman's coordinating your video. You can follow us all uh, at, if you go to at uh, GBAC Nation there on your X. Okay, but it is uh, day two. Eric Chiafalo is going to take us inside the clubhouse and give us a conversation with a couple of players, Janko and Josh Smith. You'll hear that audio coming up at, at 6 o'clock. They are underway across town once again. We'll give you updates on that as we have the Royals and Rockies playing baseball in front of us this afternoon here on your Home of the World Series, Champs. How the hell are you guys doing? Great, man. Absolutely fantastic. Beautiful day. Beautiful day for baseball. We got Broadus good vibing on the on the Brewskis. Shout out to the two Tolos, Jeffrey and uh, and Mr. Brock as well, that uh, that sent over some beer money so me and Broadus can have ourselves a, you know, a beautiful championship-level experience here out here in Surprise. Yeah, really appreciate those two gentlemen. Very, very nice for them. And appreciate all the Tolos out there who have been listening uh, um, all year and uh, all since we've had the show together. It's Man, exciting guys, times. It really is. Yeah, you guys are great. Thank you so much yeah. for that. Tomorrow, they'll be playing in front of us. It's going to be Yamamoto, Otani, and the Dodgers. Possible World Series preview tomorrow, guys, with Otani out there, maybe, probably. Dude, if we get if we get Otani and Yamamoto, I yeah. think this will, I mean, this already is the place to be uh, in all of baseball right now. Uh, but when you consider the the Yamamoto and the Otani appearances, that is that's like having you might have Sports Center out here doing a live show covering that bad boy. I'll tell you what, uh, and you know what, I'm looking forward to it too because I think I'm going to fire up that wireless mic and go out in the crowd. Let's go. And I think I'm yes. going to enjoy some beverages with some fans. Yes. I might I might sit behind the Dodger dugout and taunt them a little bit. I'll try not to get kicked out. Okay. But you never know what might happen. No, you, you never don't. know. You never know when Mardi Gras Brian gets going. What yep. what could happen behind you know, it? It's usually hilarious, though. I mean, some people. I would say most people. The more drunk they get, they think they're hilarious, but they're just getting like less self aware and more obnoxious. Somehow Brian becomes much funnier to everybody. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like yeah. It, it works the opposite. It does. I don't know. It's a unique. It's a unique blend with Broadus there when he gets going, and then he starts going on these different little rants. He's got impersonations, you know, that he's got. Yes, the impersonations come out, and he's mocking you. Yes, <laughs> yes, and it's uh, it's just hilarious. Oh, little niños. <laughs> yes, he he starts roasting people. Uh, he's got a lot of interesting questions he's curious about. So if we get yeah. wireless, drunk, hammered, Mardi Gras championship parade brought us tomorrow with well, Dodgers, Rangers, yep. World Series hey. preview. It's what you call big parade energy right we there. Have, we have day baseball today. We know that beer sales stop before the seventh inning. We learned that. Okay, so Thank let's you. make sure that we're on cue today, all right? I'm going to be on point. I already got and it. I got, some, I got some one techniques I need to talk about well as okay, well. Okay, coming up in the corner at yeah. 240. Yeah, one, one techniques. Yeah. That's the big guys on the defensive line who can stop the run. Uh, Brian's going to take a, a take out his microscope and, and scout him. We're looking at NFL free agent one techniques. Or yes, college? we are. Yes, okay. we are. When you when you get to your big board report, that's okay. when we're going to break out the uh, okay. the college. Oh, well, you better wait. find – can't wait for BBR season. Yes, it is amazing. Now, Brian, coming up at 240, do we have players better than Hankins? 
you know what? Yes, I feel like that's going to be Good. the case. Uh, and uh, there's what I'm trying to find is the guys that have a little bit more range to their game. And there's some of these 320-pound guys that I've looked at that do have that. So okay. uh, we'll try and upgrade that spot if we can. Speaking of the Cowboys, speaking of the draft at the Combine today, Stephen Jones was approached by reporters and asked to clarify if he uh, could get us some audio here on the idea of going all in. Jerry <laughs> Jones talked about it at the Senior Bowl. Here's Steve asked by reporters exactly what that means. I've never known Jerry not to be all in in any given year, but uh, uh, you know, you, you know, certainly, uh, you know, we've got a great, I think, a great team put together. Uh, you know, I think, you know, the last three years uh, won a lot of football games. I think uh, 36, and uh, you know, certainly, uh, where we have to improve is the postseason. You know, we're going to get the right kind of guys who step up and make big plays in the postseason. It's been a challenge in terms of our success there, and uh, that's where we have to improve. I mean, it's just it's just so so depressing to watch because you know the team they put together is only good against crappy regular season teams. You're in a god awful division. Every other year, the Eagles are bad, you know, and, and Washington and New York is always just a, just a laughing stock. And the schedule has fallen in your way so favorably over the last five years, you, and you guys refuse to look at your record against good teams in the regular season. Outside of the division, it's like 5-19 and 19 now against playoff teams in the last 24 opportunities. It's just in, in, uh, a, a disaster, and, you know, the, the worst part is they, they don't know how to evaluate their own team. You know, so when he says I've I've never known Jerry to be all in on any given year, I really didn't need to hear more. You know, my 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 hopes were foolish once again, and I've been slapped once again for putting any sort of optimism that maybe this team could have a light bulb moment. Eric, I'm it, ashamed. It, no, it, it's okay. I appreciate the honesty and the vulnerability there. Uh, you know, we we we've all been duped to some extent on this, but I think there's an opportunity to still get quite a bit better. Uh, and I don't okay. think any of us really thought all-in meant they were going to break the bank and go get, like, the best player at any given I position did. in free agency. Did I kind of did. Yeah, I kind of did. I, mean, I, I, thought 80, I thought 81, maybe not, that, maybe not that type of a player, but I thought that they would play in a, uh, they would play in a deep pool. You know, I, I thought to me that 81-year-old Jerry Jones was not knowing that he has not many campaigns left. Uh, you know, he feels that maybe – now, maybe with Mike Zimmer as his – I do feel like Mike Zimmer could save Mike McCarthy's job. I really do believe that. So, uh, you know, More with less. Yeah. I, I think, to me, that's kind of where I look at, you know, maybe it's a, it's a really nice move that they made to get him as the coach. But I did. I felt like that they were going to go and get some guys that could put them over the top and free it, it well, put them in the playoffs. And you're right. We get fooled. You know, shame on me for believing that, uh, you know, now – they could go out and add some guys as we continue to talk. If they add a couple yeah. of free agents, they need to get back to having a great draft. You know, those are the types of things that can make a difference here. But I got fooled a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, to you. I like what Eric was, uh, you know, starting to say there that maybe they be, because they, um, you know, aren't going to spend a lot of money. That doesn't mean they're gonna, not going to spend any. You know, I maybe hope. instead of a 15 million dollar player, we're looking at 15 million dollar total for outside free agents and. If you're smart, you can get better. You know, they got better with Hankins and Curse and Hooker and you know, they've they've made wise signings. 
you, we don't have to give up. It's just you reduce your margin for error significantly when you're not willing to deploy more capital at your problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've seen the you, you've seen these teams be rewarded over the last few years for seemingly going all in and getting some top-level dudes. I do think, fortunately, for the Cowboys with the way they have drafted, they have top-level dudes when you think of C.D. Lambs and you think of uh, Micah Parsons and things like that. Like, hopefully Trayvon Diggs comes back and is a similar version of himself, and you have some cornerstone premium guys. I think the good news is, is like, when you really, when we really hunker down on the needs that this team has, it's not, it's not premium position guys necessarily. I mean, of course, you'd love to add another stud corner or pass rusher or whatever, but really what we've been talking about is let's go find a linebacker let's go find a one tech that's yeah. what brought us to spending crusty corner doing yesterday and today finding guys and those guys aren't break the bank kind of guys no i'm trying to i'm trying to get guys i'm trying to get good players but they're not going to be bargains i'm not i'm not like bottom fishing you know i'm trying to get guys that you know people are probably going to go after but we need to get guys that can help get this team through the playoffs that's that's where this you know they and, and, they need yeah. players that are not going to get run on or yeah. make mistakes or be a liability in a game you know that's where they they need to get they draft well they need more help though yeah, they've they done a really a nice more. job of building with uh, with skill players, with passing game players on both sides, and now they need to address the trenches, which is uh, a, a less expensive thing to improve. You know, so maybe they could get two or three players. I do think they need center, running back, defensive tackle, and linebacker. Um, you know, I think, and there's probably got to be out of all that probably five or six new faces that are making an impact on this football team not necessarily pro bowl but very good starting level yeah to me what this comes down to the reason they're not going all in is they don't want to have to cut the players that they've invested in building into a family brand name a household brand name you know what i'm saying so if you go all in now over the course of 25 or 26, you got to start looking at players and cutting them. Like the Buccaneers right now, they went all in. They got to let a Mike Evans go. You know, like, oh crap, here's one of our great players. He still has something and we want to keep him. All our fans love him, but we went all in for those championships for Brady. So now we got to let some of our best players go. I think the Cowboys don't want to do that because they have built TV stars that print cash for them in the form of jersey sales and merchandise and ratings. And once you take the star players off the, like, the, the, the Dallas Cowboys are actually the biggest TV stars in America. And you don't, you don't take TV stars off of the show unless there's, you know, a need for it. You know, it's that kind of a show. So, you know, I, I, I think that would be the only, you know, explanation for why I was wrong. I thought they would look at it and say, boy, we're going to salary cap hell in 2025. We might as well go for it because we're going to need this year as a sacrificial lamb anyway. But maybe they look at it like, well, 2025 isn't going to be good, but you know what would make it worse is if we had to get rid of these three or four name brand players that fans tune in to see. Mm. Fans tune in to see stars, you know. The diehard, they want to see wins. You know, the sports radio people, maybe we're even looking for the depth and we're doing, you know, more in-depth evaluation of, you know, who's good, who's bad, decision makings that are key. The majority of fans are tuning in for, you know, name name brand recognition and, and to root for the stars. That's why they hung on to Jason Witten for like five years after he was washed up. Okay, NFL will not be changing fumbling through the end zone rule. NFL competition committee not going to, Advise yeah, Stephen Jones that chairing that. 
So, and, yeah. and, and he was he was pretty adamant at one time, and then it happened to him, and he maybe was going to change his tune, but yeah. I guess he couldn't get everybody else to go with him on that. At the heart of the issue, a source tells CBS that uh, no one's been able to crystallize what an alternative would be. Yeah, and if no one cares enough to alter an alternative, then there uh, won't be any change to the rule. So if you really want it different, you're going to have to come up with a great idea and get it over to that competition committee. And that's unfortunate because I think it's a disaster. When we're, when we're fumbling the ball, the defense didn't get it. Uh, it goes out of the end zone, and now it's their ball. Yeah. If we fumble it out of bounds anywhere else on the field, we just get the ball back where it was. Now, I don't want a touchdown. You know, I don't want to get greedy offensively, even though that would be consistent with how the rule goes. It's downed in, in bounds. I'll just take, give me the ball back. I'll go back to the 10. I'll go back to the 20. You know, if you, if, you, if you want to continue with the illusion that somehow that move should be punished, uh, even though it's not punished anywhere else on the field. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are releasing Shaq Barrett. There's another player that's Dunsky, you know, uh, Super Bowl champion with him. $15.4 million option bonus due next month. They want to avoid that. Yeah. Okay, uh, it is a Mavericks game day and a, a huge opportunity after uh, disappointment on Sunday to bounce back here, guys. They are going to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Cavs ain't a joke. Nope. They're probably the, 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 the team right along with you that's been hottest in the week before the All-Star break and the week since the All-Star break. The Cavaliers have won a lot of games, and that is the reason they are favored, actually, by four and a half in this contest, Chief. Just hoping for a win tonight. How about that one? Yeah, absolutely. You're just, you're just hoping for a win, no question about it. These guys are they're really, really good, and especially defensively. This will, be a, this will be a really interesting challenge because we know the Mavericks, for the most part, unless they get crazy with their shot selection or they're, they're having a turnover crazy game, for the most part, their offense is going to be uh, extremely dominant, and this is one of the best defenses in all of basketball. So that's going to be a fun matchup tonight. I think we're all going it's, – it's crazy because the game starts at 5 o'clock here in Arizona. So we are, we're on the air till 6. I think Baskey, KNC, Jared, they're going to be watching at a place called Booties, I believe, the place that had the worst wings of all time last year. Yep. I can't believe they're giving them another chance, but it's the only place we can find a Mavs game here. And then the stars follow that, so I think we'll probably hunker down after the show, catch half number two um, or so of Mavs, and then barrel into the stars action. Yeah, that stars game was rough last night, too. The, the Islanders came in there. You know, the, the stars had their chance. Uh, to win that game, though, in overtime, though, they just kind of gave it up there at the end. So uh, unfortunate that they, they couldn't find a way to get the, get the points, but they did salvage one. Oh, my gosh. Marcus Simeon now has a homer in back-to-back plate appearances against the Diamondbacks. Uh, Let's when, go. When you go back to ninth inning of Game 5 <laughs> in the World Series and then his first plate appearance of today's game. Nice. Marcus awesome. Simeon, man. It's good to see some bombskis. The offense yeah. so far in spring training has been kind of sleepwalking a touch. Uh, so to see Simeon go yard, that's pretty fantastic. Did you have fun talking with Janko and Josh Smith this morning? Had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. Uh, I think the one I'm I'm leaking the confidence on a bit today is probably Josh Smith, who was I I think was ready for me to get out of his face once again. Uh, (laughs) Every time you say the get out of the face thing, it's really a great interview. Well, I I I just I want to temper expectations on that one. But Janko, our glue guy, oh, he came to play today. He's amazing. He came to midseason form for Janko. He freaking loves you, man. I I think the thing is is like the question 
questions that you ask them and the way that you ask them, it's so hilarious, even if they are like awkward and don't know what to say back. Yes. Like that's, that, that's some of the best stuff. <laughs> yes. You know? yeah. 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 I think uh, Danny Duffy was talking about not wanting to have any like uh, reports or a HR violations. Yeah. He was very uncomfortable when we were talking about the pranks <laughs> yesterday. Yes. Uh, like, yes, that is fun. I like when you tag guys to steroids. Yeah, that's that's I, I think I, I love that. I love how you just immediately <laughs> yeah. like oh. tag a player to the steroid use. And got a little and bicep peak here. And then, it must yeah. be steroids. Yeah, got a nice vein in that uh, that uh, bicep there. Steroid yeah. use kind of kicking in, huh? Yeah, and, was, they, and they have no answer to that. They have not, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't know how to handle that. They want to distance themselves from it so bad. Uh, but Sam Huff, that that stuff is really starting to set in. I'm proud of him. Triple yesterday for my guy Huff. Yeah, dude, he's having a great spring. U.S. women's soccer team uh, failed to beat Mexico. They, they actually lost 2-0 in CONCACAF group stage last night. Uh -oh. They got the Dos Acero turned against them. Interim coach uh, Twyla Kilgore saying uh, the, the, you know, the rest of the country is just catching up and there's no easy games anymore. Yeah. Uh, only the second time ever they've lost to Mexico. The USA had won eight in a row since the disappointment of the World Cup last year. But Mexico is rolling as well. They're unbeaten in all competitions since 2023. So congrats to them for, for the Dubsky. Uh, hey, Chief, do you want to know the backstory on that by any chance? Yeah. yeah. On, that, on that Mexico? <laughs> I, I don't want to know the backstory, but I think you probably do. <laughs> Brought us setting his teammates up for failure. <laughs> oh, yeah, that Martin Church. What's his backstory? You've known him for five seconds here in surprise. <laughs> Did you read his autobiography? <laughs> G-Bag of the Day is coming up at 2.30. Our coverage of spring training brought to you by Sonic. Mm, good. And we're coming back with the sports hodgepodge, Chief. Where are you taking us? Well, I can tell you one thing. Sonic mm, Good would never do what these bleep holes are doing in the fast food industry. And the first installment of the Florida Man Games. Wait till you hear the details on this next year in the nation. Shoot, yeah. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. We are live at spring training. All week long, segment here. She's going to have the G-Bag of the day. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Coming up in seven minutes, a little sports hodgepodge brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact the Frankels, 214-817-333-3333. Jump to truckwreck.com. Here's Eric. Shout out to Marcus Simeon, who goes bombski on the very first pitch of the game versus the Diamondbacks. So that does mean thanks to his uh, fifth inning, uh, or excuse me, fifth game, ninth inning World Series, bombski versus the D-backs. He has now hit back-to-back -back home runs as yep. Marcus Simeon versus these bad boys. So uh, we'll keep you posted on how this game is unfolding for the Rangers. Looking uh, forward to, of course, tomorrow, Rangers and Dodgers right here in front of our eyeballs. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. We got Rockies and uh, and Royals going down right in front of us right now here in Surprise. And, I, you know, I wanted to give you all an, a Jordan Montgomery update because, of course, we are 
monitoring what is going on with Monty here. Might he be able to come back on some sort of deal for the Rangers? We absolutely hope so. Uh, we have Jim Bowden of The Athletic, uh, Baseball Insider, and he is uh, he's reporting that in the conversations with uh, the major league sources that he has, it doesn't sound like Montgomery will be accepting one of these pillow contracts like the one that Bellinger just signed, the one-year deals or the one-year with the option kind of deals. Looks like Monty is hell-bent on getting that long-term deal. The Red Sox had a video call with Monty recently, and uh, apparently that conversation went well, according to Bowden. The Red Sox have uh, plenty of financial flexibility, uh, so they – they are still considered the, the front runner to land him just because of that financial flexibility. But it is believed Montgomery would prefer to re-sign with Texas, and if he were to accept a shorter-term deal, one of those pillow contracts like Bellinger signed, then Bowden says he thinks the Rangers are the only team where that could happen and he'd at least consider that type of offer. So it also doesn't sound like Montgomery is interested in a return to St. Louis, and the Cardinals have already signed a couple of free agent starters as well. Uh, he also notes uh, when, when it comes to the Yankees, um, the Yankees wouldn't necessarily – I mean, they, they would bring Monty back on you know in some scenarios, but it's believed that he does not prefer a reunion with the Yankees. So hmm. it kind of feels like it's either the Rangers or the Red Sox, and – We'll see if the Red Sox are willing to fork up the type of money and, and gears that he wants. But if they're not, then he would potentially default back to the Rangers. If the only deal he can get is a short-term deal, he'd yeah. rather do it with the Rangers. Do we have you know, a timetable on this, maybe? I haven't seen anything report. I mean, you got to expect he wants something done as soon as possible. And, and to get a little bit of work in before the season starts, I think the, the season deadline approaching makes yeah, it like... Yeah, that's what I was kind of wondering. Where are we at? Is there a certain point in time where pitchers just kind of say, you know what, I've got to be in camp. I got to be. I got to be throwing. I got to be doing stuff. You know. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, they come early for a reason. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I would say that it's ASAP if you want to be ready to be a starter in that first time through the rotation. I, I don't know if you still have time to to accomplish that goal if you if you make it uh, through the rest of this week. But I think what's going on here, and it, it plays perfectly for the Rangers because it should give you confidence. The Rangers are doing the right thing. Everybody knows that Monty was only really good uh, the second half of the last two seasons under Mike Maddox. If, if he leaves Mike Maddox, yeah. there is a risk here. I, I think these two work incredibly well together. Um, you know, so there's a risk there for other teams that's going to drive the money down. Obviously, just the, the profile of, of his stats over the last five years suggests that what he did for the Rangers last year is not to be expected again. Um, so I think the Rangers are playing this perfectly, not overpaying, and I wouldn't be surprised if he falls right back into their lap for a, a fair market value contract. Can't hold it against him. You go on an epic run, you're a champion. Oftentimes that gets paid, but apparently not this time around. Okay, so uh, the great folks at Sonic mm Good mm, are yeah, uh, yeah. sponsoring some of our, our uh, spring training coverage here on 105.3 The Fan. They would never do what Wendy's is doing. What have know, they done? I don't What's know. Dave up to? I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, the price of a Wendy's Frosty could soon fluctuate throughout the day wow. as Wendy's is looking to introduce Uber-like surge pricing on its menu. Wow, that's crazy. It's called uh, dynamic pricing in the industry. What? 
They're going to be testing that starting in 2025. So get your Wendy's fix in now if you like the way these prices look because that can start to change. Now, are they running out of – they must be running out of the the Frosty. And they're like, well, let's boost the price here, a little supply and demand. Okay, so I I didn't mean to put too much emphasis on the Frosty itself. It's the entire menu. It's the entire menu where uh, basically they're, they're investing a ton of money into these new digital menu boards. Okay. And so hmm. they're going to be able to, like, these these new digital menu boards are going to be able to change prices depending on demand. Well, like gas? Like gas stations? I mean, I guess if gas stations... Well, I mean, it seems like to me every time I drive by a gas station, it's, a it's, got, a, it's got a new, it's got a new price so up So will this be changing hourly or changing daily or... Seems like, like... Kind of like, by the minute. Like the lunch oh. hour version is going to be different than your like Man. late afternoon type of situation. Dinner might change. Mm. Those type of vibes. Oh, thank God we got Lucius on that the show. That is awful what they're yeah. doing. It is yeah. awful what they're doing. And then everybody else is going to try to catch on like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's yeah, like price gouging at noon. Yeah, when everybody's obviously hungry for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it's going to be, those are prime time eating, and now everything's up 10, 20% or whatever. Now, if they're doing the reverse, if I can sneak in there before lunch and get something half off, yeah. you know, because it's a down period or whatever, then maybe I can me, somewhat get on board. But th- it just seems like Wendy's is doing something here, and I hope, hopefully, like you said, Lucius, this isn't precedent across the industry. Let me tell you what they need to price gouge. Is it like 3 in the morning when you don't care and you're just hammered? <laughs> And Take you, advantage and, and, of me and, then. Yeah, and exactly. And you, you tell me my meal is 58 bucks, and I gladly pay it. Good. You know, hey, yeah, sure. Just make sure it's in the bag. Are there napkins in there? Yeah, great, you know. <laughs> that's what it, that's, if you want to gouge me, gouge me when I don't care. You know, when I no. want the food so bad because I'm hammered, you know, and it doesn't matter. You know, don't, don't get me a lunch when I'm trying to. You know, like I'm in business mode right yeah. now. If, yeah. you're, if you're going to try to you take know. advantage of Broadus, make sure you wait till he's hammered to do so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the moral of the yeah. story. Exactly, exactly. No All problem. Right. It's time now for the G bag of the day. Into the pimp cup we go. Yeah, here's Lucius. Dave Thomas is rolling over in his grave right now, hearing about what's going on. With damn Wendy's. right, Lucius. You're damn the, right. Is that the daughter doing this? Who is doing yeah, this? She's, yeah, she's it's Wendy. Little greedy. Little greedy. Yeah, she's a me girl. Jeez, I knew, you know, I knew someone was up with Wendy's when they were charging like $3.85 for a junior bacon cheeseburger. Junior! Bacon cheeseburger, man. Yeah. Used to be crazy. 99 cents. So, yeah, I'm scared that other fast food places might be like, all right, well, we're going to go up on our prices during surge hours or whatever. Because that's what the airlines did with charging for bags. They sure did, Lucius. It's not like another one said, ooh, that's, that, you know, that's pretty awful. Let's yep. not do that so they'll come this way. No, they was like, oh, we can do that? All right, bet, let's do it. I'm just saying. Sucks. Yeah. Those lines are getting long. I think it's I think it's because we're just, like, so fast food addicted now. They can do this. Yes. You know, we need to get healthier. Stop putting so much pressure on them. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, let's see here. You, you know what happened when we got healthier? They started dropping the prices. Yeah. How about a four for four? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. They will they will charge as much as they can get out of the market. Remember when the HD TVs came out and they were like a thirty two inch was two grand. Now you can get one for two hundo. Yeah, yeah. Now I got them all over my house. Ones I <laughs> yeah. even plugged up yet. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yes. They were getting over on those first ones. Killing dude. us. They all retired.
All right, IG back in the day champion is comedian Shane Gillis. He did a stand-up monologue for SNL. He killed SNL, by the way, if you're into SNL or whatever. You can go look it up on YouTube. There's some pretty good clips on there. Uh, but check him out. He wants to be a uh, coach. He says it's in his veins. I should be a high school football coach. That's what I should be. Like, God molded me perfectly to be a high school football coach slash ninth grade sex education teacher. <laughs> but that is, that is what I want to be. That is, you know, I can feel it. It's in there. It's like my true calling. And you feel, you know, I can feel it. You know, I'm getting older. It's passing me by. You know, like my biological clock is ticking on this stream. Mm -hmm. You know how like, uh, you know how, like when a, a woman's biological clock is ticking, she sees like a baby in a stroller and is like, oh my God, your baby. Like that's how I am if I see like, like a big 15 year old. I'm like, oh my God, look at the size of that kid. It's brought us. With the right that's coaching, me. that it's kid exactly could be something me. special. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I actually, I come from a long line of coaches in my family. My my father is actually a volunteer assistant girls high school basketball coach. <laughs> He's actually here right now. You get him on there? Yeah. There he is. There's my dad, the volunteer assistant girls high school basketball coach. <laughs> that is good. It's offensive. Yeah, it's pretty aggressive. <laughs> it is pretty offensive. It is. <laughs> Cancel his ass. Does it hit home? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man! You know what? And what if you're like a franchise owner at Wendy's or something like that, and this comes down the pipe? Like, damn, I gotta do this. Uh oh. Are they run independently though, Lucius? I don't can know. We, can right. we can we say, listen, I don't agree with what it's coming from corporate. I think we need to do this. You know? I, I don't know. I don't know, man. It sounds like a scary. It's hard enough. Out, it's already point. hard enough out there getting food. Come, Come on. on. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's see here. Have you guys heard that old? <laughs> this kid right here has an old soul. I'll tell you what, an old soul. That's what my family used to tell about me. Boy, you sure got an old soul. Because I listen to Al Green or something like that. Yeah. yeah, this kid right here, he has a farmer's old soul, apparently. He was looking at a brand new John Deere backhoe. And boy, he was taken aback by it. Oh, uh, it was like an actual backhoe, like the one over there. Okay. but. It was a cat. It, it ran pretty nice. Is that a bit bigger? Is that the same that's size? That's a 4075 back there. Yep. So that's 75 horse? That's 75 horse. That's a new model. Just come out with back in the fall. Oh, that's, that, 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 that'd be a nice machine to have. 75 horse. <laughs> yeah, it's got horse. a nice price tag on it, too. Somewhere around 50000 Boom! <laughs> well, throw me out of seat. <laughs> thing about getting in it is this is a little bit in your way. If it was over here, I'd... I'd no, it, I can see that. Yep. Yeah. And those pedals are also a little bit, but I like all the places to all put stuff. To put your gadgets in. Yeah, you can put your cup holder. Your sweet you tea. Put, oh, I like, Do you like sweet tea? Yep. Yeah, like you got a nice course big does. Good bulky axle. Yeah, that, yeah. I could lift some big rocks with that. Oh yeah, definitely. Nice big old bucket. Nice big old bucket. <laughs> yeah. It's be hard to beat. Man, I like that yeah. kid. I can yeah. fish with that kid. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a pretty nice little machine to have. <laughs> How much is it? Woo! Almost blew me off my seat. <laughs> Yo, yeah. why is he 70 years old, bro? Yeah. My man was yeah. born okay. with arthritis. He's okay. He came out with a knee brace. <laughs> oh, <nice>. Walker. <laughs> yeah, he came out with a walker.
when I was a kid that age, though, if my dad started talking with somebody and they was talking back like that, I would just sit there and stare at him. It was fascinating. Wasn't it? Well, did, no. you, did you guys ever do that no, when like, grown were 20? talking? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd just be sitting there listening to him just... This yeah. is awesome. Yeah, I love the old country twang, especially when they tell a story. And, they, and oh, everybody story. knows a story. Yeah. yeah. Makes, oh, gosh. Got to spit that. in between, yeah. you know? Yeah, Get a big old chaw <laughs> in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to SWAC basketball. Uh-oh. SWAC basketball right here. Mississippi Valley State. Tony Gary, Tony Gary. Yes. Yes. Are these our guys? Uh, yeah. They're, guys. they're back? Guys. Yeah, they're back. Yes. yes. Because uh, Mississippi Valley State. Finally won a basketball game. <laughs> oh, no. We no. here. We lit. We Finally won. One and 27, bro. No. One and 27. So uh, they were excited. That those, they won a basketball game, and everybody stormed the court. <laughs> or uh, maybe like 26 people stormed the court. <laughs> they kind of made it drizzle a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, them boys on the mic were excited. They were talking over each other and screaming just all over the place. And Andre, that's game! And that will be game! And that will be game! And that's down for the first win! First ball, oh, we saw on the court! And that's what's on the court! We're on the court! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! And that's all good! That's a double black That's a double black flick! 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 Oh, it's good to have those guys back. Yeah, they were fun, man. You should have seen everybody run on the court, though. Like, it was safe for the players because it wasn't a whole lot of people. And everybody was kind of spread out. And they knew what to do when they got to the middle of the court. It wasn't like they were just, you know, dancing. I mean, uh, screaming up and down everything. They started dancing, bro. Yeah. They started hitting little certain dances and everything. I was like, oh, okay. It looked like the painting from the Jeffersons on the middle of the court. (laughs) Oh, that sounds awesome. I got to Google that. It was lit, bro. Okay. Yeah, you got to Google that up. That's it for me, though. All righty, it is time to... Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Oh, okay. Are you good? Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, Sorry, I was hey, watch how you say it, fam. <laughs> watch how you ask me if I'm good, bro. <laughs> is it uh, Mississippi Valley State now 1-14 in, in the swag? Let's go. Let's go. This is the boy talking shop about the latest machines. That's a good one, too. Or is it our current G-Bag of the Day champion, Shane Gillis, our one-time champion? Somebody on the fan tech said that comedian was lame. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been the girls' basketball coach. Maybe girls' soccer coach. Volunteer yeah, assistant. Yeah, the volunteer assistant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm important too, damn it. <laughs> uh, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the kid talking about the backhoes and the cats. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with the, the lame comedian. Okay, Lucius. He said, "It's like eight people on the court, yeah, and they was all like hitting dances, bro. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, the players weren't nervous because they knew them all. Yeah, <laughs> they started like, hey, hey, what's up, dude? Don't I have English lit with you? Yeah, yeah. Let me go to Swag Kids. 
We're tied at one, Brian. Yeah, it's got to be the Swag Kids. By a score of two to one to one. And your new G-Bag of the Day champions, the G-Bag of the Year finalists from 2023, the Mississippi Valley play-by-play crew. Okay, uh, when we return, it's time for Krusty's Corner. Yeah, we're going to talk about some of these uh, one technique, defensive tackles, and nose tackles uh, that are possible free agents. We'll do that next. Shoot you. Thank you, Lucius. It is the G Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. We are live in spring training, and it's time now for Krusty's Corner. Here's the king of the Krusties, Brian Broaddus. Thank you very much, General. Appreciate that. Uh, By the way, I'd just like to go on record to say that tableside guacamole is never overrated. It was good last night. Yeah. It was the only redeeming quality about the very subpar Mexican food out here. Why did a uh, brisket grilled cheese, was it brisket grilled cheese sandwich? What did he beat us with? It was the uh, it was the barilla. Oh, wow. It was that. Uh, like, we got out ordered last night. We, we got dominated. I had to do a confessional about it. Uh, I'm not proud of it, but all of the adults in the room and at the table last night were out ordered by Mr. Anti-Flavor himself, yeah. Kevin Hagland. Captain No Sauce. Captain, no flavor. No flavor at all. And he actually got the, uh, the the waitress who did an outstanding job last night. He was actually complimentary, Hagee was, uh, to kick off the KNC Masterpiece today, or perhaps we can cross-talk with Sean and RJ, very complimentary of your riz with the uh, with the waitress. He said, ultimately, it's, it's just brought us, uh, you know, brought us is very friendly, but he felt like you were like two or three steps away from being able to secure digits if you really wanted to. No, I, I think that it was, I, I'm just curious about people. And she's really good at her job. The way she dialed up that guac was awesome. Yeah, yeah. She could carry on conversation and still maintain a level of professionalism by doing the the, the task. It was the multitasking. Multitasking really got you from thank you, Lucius. I appreciate you there, sir. I really, really do. The uh, the thing about it was though, like I say, tableside guacamole. That was my point. Never overrated. How about the how about the pomegranates in there? It was it was a nice touch. I have to remember that. Not familiar with that move. That was good. I will have to remember that. Okay, I promised you I was. I looked at some defensive tackles uh, today and before we came on the show. I'm looking at one technique, guys. Gavin, I need you to help me with some money. Okay. If you're so inclined to do so. I'd love to, Brian. Okay. Uh, Daquan Jones is a defensive tackle, a one technique, a nose with the Buffalo Bills. His age is 32. He missed 10 games last year with a torn pec. Uh-oh. So we need to kind of keep an eye on stuff like that. Do we have a guy that... Maybe a little bit injury prone. Is that something that's going to happen in the future? Blue and Star it, Special. And he's a 32-year-old guy. But I will tell you this. He plays that heavy one technique or that nose, yeah. which is right on that shoulder of the, of, the, of the center. And I'll tell you what, he is a hard guy to deal with right there, Daquan Jones. And uh, he's not a heavy-footed player at all for his size. Uh, he could quickly get rid of blockers. Uh, I like the fact that he can work up the field. I'm trying to find a guy, a 318 to 320-pound man, that's a little bit more rangy, a little bit more active, a little bit more up the field. I don't want a guy that's grass is dying under his feet, that he's staying in the same spot. I want a guy that's got a little bit more range, a little bit uh, outside the tackle box, a little bit more up the field. Daquan Jones is that type of guy. And 14% pressure rate in 2023 from go. a one technique. That's phenomenal. There you yeah. go. They say about Daquan Jones' muscle compromises 95% of his body. And yeah. it said that the, the remaining 5% is made up of the soles of the quarterbacks he's sacked. <laughs> <laughs> 
This guy can quickly get rid of blockers. He can work up the field. This guy doesn't labor at all when he plays. He fights across the blocker's face quickly. I mean, when it fight across the face, you're in that technique. You're outside, and all of a sudden, blocker engages. Boom, you're across his face, and now you're up the field. He doesn't stay blocked. The coaches will keep this guy on the field in pass rush situations, Dawson, and I like that about this guy. Well, I like uh, uh, that about him as well. I'm just shocked that uh, the projections one year and $5.5 million okay. for such a beast. Here we go. Why Here's, so cheap? I might be because of the peck. I don't know. Maybe there's an injury history completely there that we have to dive into. But this guy, when you he, when, when I, he moves like he's kind of that three technique, mm -hmm. that that tackle that plays on the outside shoulder and is up the field and is active and all that. So, Daquan Jones, Buffalo He's got a fifth face. Yeah, yeah. He gets, this guy is a powerful player, okay? He can knock blockers back with his movement. I like this guy a lot. Okay, the next guy I took a peek at was DJ Reader from the Cincinnati Bengals. He's 29 years old. I like the initial quickness off the snap with this guy. I think at times he'll struggle with his balance a little bit. And when I mean struggle with your balance is when you engage, are you on the ground? Are, you, are guys controlling you where you're falling? You're going down to a knee? Are you overextending yourself? He'll struggle a little bit with his balance at times. I will say this, though. He does a really good job of holding up blockers. He is not going to let blockers get off and get up onto that second level and, and uh, allow his, uh, his guys behind him to get blocked. Uh, you okay. know, it, it's just he's a tough guy for that. I don't think he has great range. I think there's times where he could be a little bit hit and miss uh, when he gets stuck on the line of scrimmage. But, and I call it a little bit of a sluggish play to him. There's some moments where he will like look kind of poor for two or three plays, and then all of a sudden, three plays in a row, he's made, he's drawn two holding calls and got a sack. You know, that's the kind of player that this guy is. So. Maybe develop a little bit more with the consistency about the way he plays, but he is super, super, super strong in the way he can be tough to deal with because of the power and the strength uh, that he is able to play with right there. When the Bengals brought him in in 2021, they made him the highest paid nose tackle in the NFL, and he's projected to stay amongst the highest at three years and $45 million for that gentleman. Yeah, so that might be a little rich for what Dallas might want to do. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know what? I still. I was I, hoping they would be there until Steve spoke today. Yeah, Steve didn't give me much encouragement by what he was saying. I think we want to go with option number one so far. Yeah, being realistic. Yeah, I, I think with Daquan Jones, I think that's a little bit better player than, uh, and maybe a little bit better value than what DJ Reader is. You think uh, a better player too? I, I, you know what? I, I think just because the way that he moves, they both play with a great deal of power. But I, I feel like, though, give me the guy that, like I say, that got a little bit more to his game as far as with the pass and also against with the run. Um, uh, the next guy I looked at is Grover Stewart from the Indianapolis Colts. And Grover Stewart is a 30-year-old. This guy is a difficult cat to move once he hits the gap. He's a, like around a 314 to 316-pound one technique. Uh, he plays with a lot of power. He will spin out of trouble. You will see him. I mean, he's a guy that's got a little bit of that, like he feels like he's going to get the double team, and then all of a sudden, man, he's spinning out of it to get away from the double team and then to get in on the play. I like that about him. I think he's got range to his game. I think he plays with some explosiveness. Uh, if you don't hit this guy square, it's a problem because he doesn't stay blocked. 
if you just try and half-man him, and when I mean half-man, if you just kind of hit his shoulder and hope that you can kind of pin him, that's not going to work on this guy. He's got, he's got that ability to kind of squeeze you and squeeze you down into the hole so that he can contain the run that way. He doesn't stay blocked. He can stack blockers at the point of attack. Uh, I love the way he squeezes the, player, uh, the, the blocker into him, and then he can choke the run that way. So a couple guys there that I really, really like. Ashawn Robinson was another guy that I, that I looked at. I'll throw him in there. Uh, he's with the New York Giants. He's 28 years old. He's got a couple of really good quick steps off the ball. He's got the power that you like. He can hold blockers at the line of scrimmage. He's going to just get pushed with power as a pass rusher. He's got no pass rush moves at all. He can close down from the backside when he gets freed up. When he can run, he can do pretty good in that way. But it all has to be to the inside and not to the outside. He could be a little late off the ball, and he can be walled off. So I kind of got him as a throw-in guy uh, if the others don't work out there. But the guy that I would like the best for the Dallas Cowboys, if they could go get that, would be Daquan Jones from the Buffalo Bills. That would be my guy. Okay, so Grover Stewart's another three years, 45, and then Ashawn Robinson is one year and five. Okay. So you got a couple of one-year options in here and then some longer-term deals. It's interesting the older guys are actually in for the longer-term longer deals. Longer-term deals, yeah. I guess they've proven it over a sustained period of time, uh, and you know the market expects them uh, to be very desirable. Okay, uh, thank you, Brian. Thank you, sir. Krusty's Corner every afternoon here in the G-Bag Nation. Now, when uh, when we return, it's time for the NFL News of the Day. Uh, Chiafala, where are you taking us today? Yeah, it's going to have to hit you with a Rangers game action update featuring Evan Carter doing the unthinkable, and we play football or ball sack with some coaches' quotes at the Combine next year in the nation.